Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I, I was looking at a story uh, earlier in the week that had to do with COVID long haulers, or is now it's called, uh, and I think it's a better name, long covid and months after recovering from an actual COVID infection, I'm sure you've heard this story. You've heard one of our one of our guests now on this program in the past. Months after recovering from an actual COVID infection, significant numbers of patients continue to experience real and COVID-related health challenges. And it's not only adults, as I found out. Susie Golding is a COVID uh, long hauler or long COVID patient. She's published Canada's largest pan-Canadian long COVID impact study and is co-author of nine CIHR research studies and started a Canadian branch of global long COVID kids organizations. You can find it on... Um, where, where can you find it, Susie? You can find it on Facebook at Long COVID Kids Canada or at longcovidkids.org. God, I'm glad you were there. I would have been <laughs> floundering. <laughs> How, it's been a long time since we talked. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm good. Not bad, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing well. See, it's still part of your life, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah, it uh, really dictates how I roll these days. Yeah. Um, from my daily uh, duties as a as a mom to how I go about my day and figuring out my, you know, a lot of output of energy for for my working day. Right. We'll ask you about that in just a moment. Say hello to our other guests, Jen and Ruby. Jen is the mom. Ruby is a, her eleven year old daughter. Jen, how are you? I'm doing well. I don't know why I ask you that. You're both dealing with uh, with long COVID, so I jump in and ask you the usually stupid question: How are you? Uh, and 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 when we're talking about a condition that you're dealing with, Ruby. Nice to talk to you. Hi, Ruby. Hi. It's good to talk to you. How are you feeling? Good. Good. Well, we're going to talk about what uh, what COVID has done to you because you and your mom and I understand your brother and your dad all uh, dealt with COVID, as did Susie Golding. Susie, Susie tell us, please. And we've had the discussions on the air. We've had discussions with doctors, with you, and we know more now than we did when we first started. But what is long COVID? And and do we know who is more susceptible to long COVID among Canadians who contracted the coronavirus? Right. Well, long COVID or long haul COVID, or as public health is now referring to it as post-COVID condition, is a condition of uh, after the acute stage of having the virus. So for people... Uh, most people will get better within two to three weeks, but long COVID uh, sufferers go on to have symptoms far beyond 12 weeks. And so anything beyond that mark, you'll be referred to as a long hauler suffering from long COVID. Um, and they're finding that there is no um, particular demographics of people who will suffer this and that there's not a really big understanding of why people get long COVID and it's not necessarily due to having any kinds of pre-existing conditions. So the young get it, the old get it, the healthy, um, athletic, all types. So it's just, it's a hit or miss whether you're going to get it. That's why it's very, um, very important to stay with the social, uh, with the uh, public mandates of mask wearing and social distancing just to protect yourself. Cause even actually there's a huge study done and even 20% of people with asymptomatic cases went on to have long COVID too. So you can have an initial bout of COVID 
or not. And then later down the road, you'll start ex- having uh, long COVID um, symptoms without even having any symptoms to begin with. Yeah. So can you share with us, please, what some of the more, I don't know if the word is common, but some of the more uh, encountered symptoms are that define uh, post-COVID condition or long COVID. What, what did people experience? What did you experience? Well, there's over 200 symptoms. So wow. <laughs> I had about 40 of them. Yeah, there's there's over 200 symptoms. The thing is with long COVID is it 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 stretches across every uh, system in the body. So it, it can be it can show up as almost any uh, symptom at all. There's fever, fatigue, headaches, sore throat, diarrhea, nausea, um, joint muscle and pain, dizziness, rashes, chronic hives, mood changes, um, chest pain, insomnia, hallucinations, hair loss, tachycardia, temperature dysregulation. People are suffering from chronic illnesses such as postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Um, and mast cell activation, um, myalgic encephalomyelitis, chronic fatigue syndrome. So it, it really is a very broad range of spectrum of symptoms. And, and you never know, as you said, you never know who the person is going to be who's going to contract uh, long COVID. What, uh, what most surprised you, and you published again Canada's lar- largest long COVID impact study, what surprised you most about what you found out? Uh, it's predominantly um, over 60% of the, the people with long COVID are, are women. And so this could have, you know, terrible consequences to the socioeconomical system, um, as well as, as I told you, that, uh, you know, 20% of them are, are asymptomatic. Um, and, you know, this they're now thinking that this is a brain-based disease. So... Uh, you know, I think the, the surprising thing was that it was mostly um, the dominant uh, was female-based. Mm-hmm. Now, doctors initially doubted uh, many long COVID patients, doubted that it actually existed, thought it was um, temporary, uh, um, just a result of having dealt with COVID and that it would just fade away. There was a, there was a lot of questions. We talked and about there that still on the are. program. Yeah, there still are, and Roy, there's there still are a lot of the medical community. Um, Public Health only updated their website to include post-COVID conditions um, last Friday, so just a week ago, and they finally have a um, they ha- they now have uh, an area where doctors can and to, can go to familiarize themselves with what we're dealing with. And so some of the symptoms are listed, it's been updated, Mm -hmm. but yeah, a lot of the medical community um, has been in in denial and and met people with, you know, disbelief and judgment and just really been disinterested in listening to these people thinking that it's made up. Um, Predominantly women have had in the past um, with diseases such as um, ME-CFS have been told that it's, you know, fibromyalgia, that these are diseases that are all, made up in their minds and so they're you know labeled with anxiety and told to take a couple of pills and that they would be better if they just forgot about things yeah so you just answered my question i was about to ask so it would be difficult for some patients maybe many maybe most to get the medical attention and the care they require for the symptoms that you described and the symptoms you described are not inconsequential they are not even getting um to see, receive any kind of specialist care 
Um, they're not getting pointed into any kind of direction. They're just being told that this is all in their mind. So it's very difficult, been very difficult for many people to receive any kind of care or understanding. So it's been very tough time for these people. And now finally people are understanding that this is real and that scientists are now starting to research this and take it seriously. So, so uh, Susie, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Jen and to Ruby and to you. But would you just remind us, please, and let our listeners know, because I imagine there are people listening to this program now across the country who are saying, boy, that sounds like me. I had COVID, and now I have these symptoms, and I have these issues. Or they've known for some time that they're long haulers or you know, post-COVID condition sufferers. Where do they go? What, what, what resources are available to them from, from the work you've done? Where can they go to communicate with, with people who are dealing with the same issue so right we have a facebook group it's our group is called covid long haulers support group canada uh, long haul covid canada.com and we're a canada's largest online long haulers community with over 14,100 people now uh, 14,100 members and we have um you can go there and, and talk and get peer support from other people who are going mm-hmm. through the same thing. We post all the latest information, um, all the relative studies that are going on uh, across actually global. Um, and so you can sign up for studies. We have uh, researchers that post within our group. We have doctors that come on. Um, and then the children's is, is a different group. Right. Uh, it's the long COVID Kids Canada, and that's a global initiative because we we knew that the kids really needed to have a, an amazing support, and so we have a global community. Canada, it was started out of the UK, then uh, Canada. We decided to go um, to join and collaborate with the UK group called Long okay. COVID Kids. Okay, I'll get um, that. So I'll... now there's Canada, US, Ireland, and Scotland. Sorry. Okay, and I'll get that. I'll get that information from you again before the end of the program. The, the websites. Yeah, yeah. Jen and Ruby now. Jen is his mom, and Ruby is her 11-year-old daughter. Jen, thank you for taking the time. And it was your entire family contracted COVID, right? Correct. I got it first. I'm a first responder and uh, give it to the whole family within uh, a week. And did it manifest itself differently for each member of your family or for, you know, were there two or three versions of it that you got? It did. Um for me, it was pretty much like a really, really bad head cold. Ruby has asthma, so we assumed that if she got it, it would be really bad. Um, our other child and my husband both only ever had a stuffy nose. And that was it? That's it. Now, when did the the uh, long COVID symptoms set in? How quickly after you, um, after you contracted COVID did you start to notice things that weren't right for myself, it was about three weeks. Um, for Ruby, uh, she was actually still in quarantine. She had a big problem that we had to take her to the emergency room for. And the doctors at that point warned us that based on the symptoms that she was having, that she could end up having long COVID. And what has it meant to you, uh, to your life, to your, your ability to live your life on a daily basis? And Ruby, we'll talk to Ruby in a second, but how has it affected her as well? Um, for me being a first responder, I was, I was off of work, off of front lines for about five months. Um, I did manage to get back though. For Ruby, it's been hard because she's, she's a very, very athletic child. 
So just the pain and her lungs caused a big problem at the beginning and then so much joint pain that she had that yeah. it really limited what she could do. Yeah. Uh, Ruby, how are you feeling yeah. right now? How are you feeling right now? Good. So t tell me, please, uh, what happens when when you get not feeling well, when you get the uh, the long COVID, what sorts of things happen to you? Um, I get joint pain. Talk closer. I get joint pain. Right. And sometimes I get hiccups. Mm. And your mom told me that you were you're a good athlete. You're a swimmer and a gymnast, and so that causes you problems doing your swimming and your gymnastics, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What about, uh, you know, seeing your friends and doing what you normally would do as an 11-year-old? Are you okay? Can you do that, or do you find there's you can't do that as much? Um, sometimes I can do it, but sometimes I can't. Yeah. Do you, do, you know, do, you, do you ever know when it's coming, or does it just suddenly happen to you that you're not feeling well? Um, it just suddenly happens. Yeah. So you're, you have asthma, right? Yeah. Yeah, you and me both. I had asthma as a kid, too. So we have something in common. Um, always look for common denominator. Jen, that's something that... Uh, did you want to add something to, about uh, Ruby's condition? Um... So one of the one of the biggest things that was a big concern is she's had a lot of swelling, so um, rashes, hives, stuff like that. Where I had a lot of tachycardia, headaches, vertigo, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Long COVID hit uh, Ruby very differently, so we ended up having to take her to the hospital because her hands, feet, and face swelled up to the point that she couldn't even walk. Wow. Um, and that's when the doctors told us about uh, long COVID. And that they were expecting that she probably would have it. We were fortunate, though, we got hooked up with sick kids pretty quickly. So she's had really excellent care through sick kids. Do they have any kind of the, any, any idea for how long it may last? Are there any projections that they are for you uh, and they maybe offer or Ruby? Or is that just a, largely an unknown? It's largely an unknown. Um, for me, we don't know if it's connected, but... When I had uh, my two vaccines, my long COVID symptoms drastically, drastically decreased. Um, for Ruby, she's not old enough yet to right. get the vaccine. So it's a wait and see game. Yeah. What about socializing for, for Ruby? I mean, school starting very soon. Um, so the socializing, it, it's a very big concern because we're very, we're very worried if she gets exposed to COVID again. Mm -hmm. Um so we're fortunate we live very very close to the school so where most kids stay for lunch she never takes her mask off at school she comes home for lunch um and with the swim team the protocols that swim ontario has set out are amazing so there's very little concern with the swimming and anytime she socializes um most of her friends are older and have been vaccinated and it's always outside so, and I, I imagine, uh, based on what, what I've heard you say, that it's not been a case where this long COVID can be passed on to someone else in your family. You've all four had COVID, but the long COVID exists just with you and Ruby, right? Correct. Um, what they're thinking is it's an overactive immune response 
but they really they're still studying it it's so early on in it yeah ruby is there something you want to say something you want to add uh, about about what you're going through no okay that's fine that's that's good um Susie, give me again, please, because I just realized I was looking at the clock, and I'm not very good at that. I always forget where we are because I, li- I enjoy the conversation so much. What are the two websites? What are the websites that you mentioned, Susie? Well, there's the two Facebook groups, COVID Long Hauler Support Group Canada, mm-hmm. and there's Long COVID Kids Canada, the covidlonghaulcanada.com and longcovidkids.org. That's the website for the global community, and on there you will find the link to our group. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.